You're listening to a Stand Up New York podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to A Girl's Guide. I am your host, comedian Chanel Ali, and this is my podcast that offers tips and tools for you to handle your weed and liquor better. Uh, my guest is no stranger to talking into microphones, but is awfully loud off camera right now. We welcome comedian, writer, Andre D. Thompson. Beep, 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 beep. Welcome. Are oh, you doing that thing like Lil Yachty was doing? Well, Lil One Lil of those rappers? Dang, was, one of those rappers was sitting like that on the interview, oh, swinging um, his feet. Bobby Shmurda. Bobby Shmurda. <laughs> That's who you are. You're the comedian Bobby Shmurda in the chair right now. No, I don't got no fucking felonies. Ah, wait, Bobby, where is he from? Brooklyn? Bobby from Brooklyn. Yeah. Did you know him? Huh? No. No, Luckily, for, no, for everybody at home, Andre is one of the very few, very rare, homebred New York City comedians. He's, this is what I'm realizing that's a thing. I didn't notice yeah. that was like a, oh, shit, you're like an actual one. I didn't know that yeah. was a, everybody move here. Everybody moves here. Mm-hmm. I can't believe it. You grew up in Queens. Brooklyn, Queens. Oh, okay. And then, yeah, yeah Brooklyn, Queens, between both. Okay, nice. So you don't, you, but you feel like you identify more as a Queens guy. No, no, necessarily. Uh, honestly, yeah. New York Brooklyn, City, yeah, you're a New York City kid, yeah. I don't have like huge borough pride. I'm from fucking Brooklyn, nigga. I don't feel because you that. just jumped into it right there so good, though, <laughs> yeah, because I know what that you guy know is. Those guys, yeah, yeah I They're know really, that some of them are your cousins, absolutely. Well, yeah. my cousins, they, they Jamaican, so they have that for Jamaica. Mm. But even there, it's still the same thing. Like, nowhere is different, bro. Like, yeah. you go to any country, they're going to rep their area. Some people will rep their area very fucking hard. And I just don't have that part. I think that's I healthy. I like New York. I like, I'll, I'll cheer for the Knicks. I don't like too much hometown pride. But, like, yeah, like. Historically, it leads to bad things. Like, first of all, I don't own nothing. <laughs> You're like, this is not my place. It's not my. I don't. <laughs> I don't own no part of the block, house, nothing. <laughs> yeah. The fuck I got all this pride for? We're going to work on it, though. I- I'm going to work on it. I want you to be careful with the pillow and the plant, because the thing about Andre is that he doesn't know his own strength often. Also, I want to put this little caveat. This plant fake as fuck. Why you got to bring that up? <laughs> Nobody at home would know. You know what? See, the now plant this is real. why I thought you was from Queens, because that's some Queens shit. <laughs> the plant, the hey, plant hey, real. Hey, FYI, she got fake plants in here. No, 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 no. The plant, this is, this is top quality plant right here, boy. This top shelf. What's this? Aloe? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this this aloe? It's shallow. <laughs> shallow aloe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to talk about what it was like for you when you first started like going out in New York City as like 18-year-old or 21-year-old. Like when you first started going to bars and clubs. Bars? I bars and clubs. Bars never. I never I don't think I even like step foot seen nothing to do with a bar until comedy. Yeah. Comedy, honestly, doing stand-up showed me most of new- Honestly, before stand-up, I would, you know, go to school, go to the park. If I was in, like, a like a extracurricular type activity. Yeah. Like, at one point, I was doing martial arts, so I'll go to the... But that was right down so the you block. So you weren't really engaging in the nightlife activities. Fuck no. Like, here yeah. and there, I might go to one or two little parties. Yeah. But, like, I was never... 
in the eight so, crowd type So in thing. high school, you weren't like drinking, you weren't smoking. Nah, nah, and if I people didn't. tried to pass you a drink when you were in high school, what would you say? They didn't really try to pass me a drink. I wasn't really invited. They, they <laughs> were the, scared. I wasn't really invited to the places where they was like, I've been to like <laughs> one or two parties in high school, but I think for the four years, I mean, plus counting the, you know, the one year after everybody's still kind of friends. Yes. I went to, in total, probably two parties. Mm. It was I was never like we did a party at we. It was yeah. not like that. I was. And mm-mm. then you started smoking, which is also very unique for not only a New York City comedian, but just a comedian in general. You started smoking <laughs> weed like halfway s- into your very successful career. I, I've I never s- seen that. No, I think uh, I started. I started doing stand up at eighteen. And then I, I think my first, first time, like, getting high at all, I was 26, 27. Wow. Unheard so, like, of for this podcast. Yeah, so, like, it was super late. Yeah. And then um, even when I started doing that, I didn't even start it like, oh, I'm going to just, just start smoking. I, like, I remember I bought a couple edibles, mm. and then I went home. And you and looked at them. I cut them up. Right, and I wrote I wrote down the dosage for the original packaging. Now, see, this is a cross, <laughs> this is a cross culture thing that you have because you're trying to cross culture like bodybuilding and meal planning. I guess, yeah, with actual weed and relaxation. I legitimately and was, those are very conflicting ideas. I was like dose protocol shit. Mm-hmm. Like I I took I took this much of the edible and then it felt like this. I would write it down. Yeah. How I felt after the edible and then what did I do? I made like a little journal of my weed experience. Yeah. Until I like knew what I would feel. So you were documenting like March 28th. I legit. Really? This one I vividly. is here. (laughs) Yeah. I vividly remember this one. Like. I had the little composition book. Oh my gosh. I took, I had the little, it was like a little Jolly Rancher style candy. It was <laughs> cut up in, I think that was like 75 milligrams. So I probably cut that up in oh, like four. Oh, that's a four. big job. Yeah. So then I cut it up in four little chunks, took one, and then I lay, I took one and laid down in the bed. And I was like, all right, buddy, just wait. <laughs> You're like, stay in the hey, zone. Hey, any, any minute now. I, I waited for this shit. And then, you know, it took a it took, while. It takes at least an hour sometimes. But, but I didn't know that. So I'm just mm. in the bed just like, yo, this well, you, shit crazy. <laughs> By myself not doing it. You're a- like, I'm seeing things on my ceiling I never saw before. Yo. <laughs> Dumb. But, yeah. But I, I actually, I think that's a really healthy lesson. And that sometimes people try to do or experiment with <clears throat> weed in a group setting first. Before mm-hmm. they do it on the by themselves and master their own highness, yeah. and I feel like you need to find your highness sometimes. Like yeah. you need to find what is comfortable for you, and you can't do that unless you have trial and error in a safe space. And what's more safe than your own home? Yeah, you know. Yeah. So I say that to people all the time who say like I get weird on weed or I get I have anxiety. I'm like, word, you might just need to smoke alone. And some some of those people are like, no, I've been smoking alone. It's like and really I'm bad. Still weird. It's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I have to call people and they hate it. And I'm like, okay, well for y'all, but for these other people, you know, I'm like, have you ever tried? For like, you, you doing got, it if so. you like by yourself and it's still uncomfortable, just hang it up. <laughs> you don't gotta do it. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with just being like, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know, drink coffee or something. Yeah, and take a different. And I'm drug. a big fan of perpetrating. Like, if you're smoking because you're trying to make the smokers around you feel more comfortable, then like, smoke something else. Get you a hookah. Get you a a pen. This, this get is you, what get I you feel. Anything that makes you feel like 
you still are participating and comfortable, right. like whatever you call it. Because when I've I've always hung around people that have smoked and shit. Yeah, I remember even without you, smoking. You was never very judgy though. That's what I'm saying. Like, so I'm I like, would be around you and be zooted, and I would be like, oh, I wonder if like Andre doesn't yeah. like that I'm smoking this very. I'll sit you know, in the if even if I'm not smoking and I'm in here. And everybody's light. Yeah. I'm ch- we could burn yeah. this bitch down. I'm chilling. I'm yeah. not going to... Even if a little contact high, it's still not the same. That's mm. when people talk about contact high. I'm like, can you fucking stop? Yeah. Can you stop? Whoa. Unless they were been smoking it. in like a two-seater car. Right, I don't be. have I don't have that much sympathy for contact high unless it's a very it's 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 quantity. Small, We're talking you measurements. Be in a small ass space and yeah. they have to be going for it. Absolutely. With no ventilation whatsoever. Yeah. And you gotta be in there for a while for me to actually believe you high mm-hmm. just because you was breathing. If your scary stepdad put you in his nineteen seventies Corvette and hotboxed it for at least thirty minutes, then I'll believe that you have contact. But That's other than good- that, I don't believe it sometimes. That's a good fucking memory, 1970s. Because, you know, those things probably closed with a nice seal on it. They had a heavy door. You, you a car person? Girl? I love cars. Yeah, we What's talked about this. What's your favorite car? Don't ask me my favorite car. Nah, come on, yo. <laughs> Give me the whip. This is, this, is, this is a Girl's Guide podcast. So we're going to talk about our favorite cars now, okay? Come on, yo. Represent for the <laughs> ladies. so excited. What's your favorite car? You don't tell me you right don't now. Talk to me. He's known me for years. You have to wait. <laughs> Um, I want to talk about because I I didn't give a chance to say your credits, but Andre's a very funny comedian. He's been joking Ooh. for a long time. You might have seen him uh, on the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. He's Ooh. also a writer for Charlemagne the God's Show, The God's Honest Truth. Uh, you know, I would say you you've had a, a really great run, especially as a, a New York City born and bred comedian. Yeah, I'm not mad. You're not done yet, but also. Have you felt like your your lifestyle has changed more now? Do you feel like you you go to higher end parties and places and uh, entertainment okay. things like that? Um, that part is very funny, yo. The mm. I feel yeah. like there's an adjust. Uh, there's like many different levels of these little transformations and adjustments where it's like sometimes you don't. I feel like not even sometimes. Most times, I feel like in my seat, I don't realize it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like one of the things I was telling, I was telling Babbitt the other day when we was coming from some show, we just hanging out and shit. And we're kind of like, I guess we were reminiscing about growing up watching the comics we look up to. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, kind of now, bro, even though it don't feel like what we imagine as children, comparing it to those careers of these fucking titans. Right. It's, we are it now. We still have the impact, for sure. You know sure. what I mean? Like, I, if you go home right now, I'm, I'm speaking to everybody listening, yeah. and you watch Andre on The Tonight Show, not only, only will you see somebody that of our generation you can identify with, identify with his humor and how he uses his art to tell his story, oh, sure. you'll also see his iPhone charger sticking, sticking out of his pocket. <laughs> you'll also see his iPhone charger sticking out of his pocket. And that's how you know. Now look at this. We jackass. have arrived. <laughs> None of the comedians on BET and doing Comic View mm-hmm. had any electrical issues or cords. Now, no. now Bobby Brown was performing on Late Night and definitely dropped some cocaine on the stage. But that's a very different thing. <laughs> yes, they had you a know? speedy recovery. We are the new generation. We are that, yo. We're like the... I've kind of likened it to this moment of like... Sometimes you, you're like a spectator. Yeah. Right? So like I feel like if I'm using a metaphor, you're watching a basketball game. 
pro- yeah. professional NBA level game, and you're yeah. watching the game, and then the coach, you see the coach of the team that you're cheering for, call timeout, and then he goes, he's taking somebody off the court, and then he looks and goes, get the fuck in there, and then he looks, but he looks at you, mm. and then you going me, and you look down, and you're like, oh shit, I got I on got a it. jersey. I'm on the team. This whole fucking time, you're not realizing. Here. Cheering. You were part of the get in there. Yeah. And it's like, that's something that's fucking massive for me. Cause I had mm. mad times where I'm like, I guess we call doubting I mean, my ability. We, yeah. I mean, the overall term, I think we call it like imposter syndrome. All that and shit. And I think for especially young black artists, we feel the weight of that like 10 times. Oh, that and then it's like, it comes up mad times. Cause like, I remember um, the first time I went to LA for comedy mm-hmm. doing the stand up NBC shit. They had this one part after the show and everything. I got this uh, meeting with Fox. I'm sitting at this. I'm in the Fox studio, 21st, what all this shit. Just being there enough is like, what the fuck? Yeah, like right? you feel it. It's like, oh shit. And I get there and I'm talking to the lady and she goes, uh, so you think you're going to win? And I'm like, I mean, I had a good set and everything, but even being here is crazy. This kind of like a win yeah. right now. She's like, oh, I don't want to hear that. I'm like, you don't get it. Nobody <laughs> whatsoever that I'm related to, grew up with, or anything knows anyone that does in this. Yes. There's no phone calls. Yes. Texts. Nothing. I'm not following my father's footsteps. If I did, I would be a mechanic. <laughs> like this is not in nobody's cards. Yeah. Like, you don't. This. We wasn't supposed to meet, goofy fuck. Like we, <laughs> like the fact I met you is just just by the luck of chance or whatever. Yeah. The ability that was given to me was I could use words in a certain way, and now you found me. But otherwise, and when you were younger, you you got in trouble, right? You you were. I wasn't a I wasn't a bad kid. I was always a nerd, kind of like you mm-hmm. know, chill. And the only thing that would happen, people would pick on me, classic regular bully shit. But yeah, yeah. I could fight, and I would just have a bad temper. But now that like your family and friends know you as like a guy who writes for TV and has mm. been on TV and does comedy, you know, all across the country at this point, mm-hmm. um, do you feel like their interactions with you have changed? Yeah, interactions change some. Because I'm on a new show. I got to brag on myself. I'm uh, on a new yeah. show on the CW. Thank you very much. Friday is 9.30 Eastern filmed Standard in, Time. Filmed in England. Other, across the country. Other times, wherever you are. And... This show just came out this month, and so in the last few weeks, people have started to recognize me a little more on the street. Hell yeah. And it's been quite an experience. Mm-hmm. In Philly at home, this guy said to me, yeah, I see you on the new show on the WB. The WB? I, <laughs> just, I immediately burst into song, the WB. The WB. Long as you pay me. Did he tip his hat? I was like, yo, but it like gave me this crazy flashback of when I used to watch the WB. And also, if you really are real, I am on the WB. I'm on the gentrified WB. WB. So yeah. if I could have gone back in time and told little Chanel, you see that singing, dancing frog? That nigga going. One day they're going to gentrify. <laughs> He's out of here. He's, He's out. problematic. Go on. Not going to last past the 2000s. Out but you, they're going to trust you. They're going to put you on TV, you know? she would. I think she would have been like, yeah, I, I kind of could see that. But I would have been like, keep it down. Like, don't tell too many people, you know? I had, like, how many different, uh, is it renditions? Yeah. Of a... Of a dream mm. or the you know what I mean like, yeah at 12 years old where you like I'm gonna be a fortune 500 
Things. Yes. I thought I was going to be a lawyer. Yeah, yeah, I told there myself, we go. I don't remember there being like, and I think that's also something comedians do all the time because comedians are good chameleons. We're good at mimicking a lot of talented people. You know what? That's people. fucking dope. You point that out. It's so true. If you watch the movie Fame, I could talk about this all day. If you watch the movie Fame, mm-hmm. they all go to this performing arts, uh, arts, the performing arts high school in New York and all of them are an actress or a dancer or a singer or whatever. The one, the one character that can never find himself who takes every class is the comedian and he ends up doing comedy he ends up having someone pointed out to him like this is who you are this is why you you are always trying to find yourself and you communicate this way and then he becomes a comedian obviously he starts doing drugs and drinking too much and he never hears his podcast so he doesn't make it (laughs) but but it's crazy because he could have with a little direction you know i fucking played mad different sports Mm. and like each one once I began, I was like, this is it. This is what I was down here for. The catcher this is what of the God world. gave me like everything I signed up for. I was ready to tie it on my body. Like this is who I am. <laughs> I always overcommit. <laughs> always over fucking commit. Yes. I was locked in for everything. And then also, speaking about if I was following my father's footsteps, mm. that was another dream at one point where I was like a professional athlete? No, no, no. Like, I was going to be like a Honda mechanic. But, like, I wanted to be at the dealership with, there's like certain levels of. Mm. You wanted to be a specialist. I'm like, you bring me the right type of engines. (laughs) Like, in my head, like, I was going for that. I can see you, honestly, in a mechanic's, like, garage, just bench pressing it. (laughs) Just, like, not fixing it. Andre, you've just been throwing around these big parts all day. You have to, like, fix the engine. Mad different, like, when you talk about that chameleon shit, I really did yes. that to the I, fullest. I mean, man. what were your jobs before you became a comedian? Can you? Can it's you funny you said that. I was, I was on the train and I looked at. I was going through shit, trying to be fake productive while I'm still on the train. Like, and I'm going through that little iBook, but I found mm. I found a PDF of my resume. Yes, the oh, first man. one. So like I've seen, I worked at Lady Foot Locker Foot Action. <laughs> <laughs> I worked at the Bristol, which is a senior center home. I was a, a waiter at the senior center home because wow. they had a little restaurant inside. I worked at uh, Enterprise Park and Cars. I worked at, I did Task Rabbit. I worked at a trucking company moving furniture across the country. First time I ever went to LA, it was in the back of a fucking truck sleeping on a cot. Yes. Like moving furniture in Minnesota and then. Moving furniture in Pittsburgh and in Colorado. And then a and couple years later, you was getting flued out. It was, it's that shit, like, yeah. was like, what the fuck? Yeah, no, that's so, that's like, so that le- Legitimately, the bed was the size of where you're sitting on the couch, mm-hmm. not the whole joint. Right. And it it's was two of those stacked up, little prison bed and yeah. a little sheet. Yeah. And then you just wake up, oh shit, we in New Mexico, five in the morning, time to lift the couch. Like, that was what it was on a regular basis. I did that shit. Where the fuck else I worked, yo? I worked at a supplement store. Mm. I worked at a fucking sports supplement store. I, I knew you when you were supplement store. <laughs> like, I did. I had mad jobs. Yeah, I was suspicious then. I was like, is he stealing these supplements? <laughs> <laughs> mad these. jobs, yo. So, so you know a lot about supplements, right? I had no decent amount. You know a lot about the body and how it processes a lot of things. A little decent amount. Do decent boy amount. comedians ever ask you for, like, body advice? Yeah, boy comedians more. Yes, right. Uh, that shit. Girl, girl comedians ask they ask some shit every once in a while, not too much. Yeah, maybe like some. Re- it's always really light. Like, hey, is this cool if I eat this? Is right. this crazy? 
Yeah. Be like, yes or no, light explanation, she good. But do, do boy comments comedian- are like, bro, fix my me. back. Yeah, fix these me. <laughs> what, How you get, because this shit right here, when I was trying to, my neck, and it's like, what the fuck? This point in that shit. <laughs> yeah, it's like, get I don't know you, nigga. What the shit? I don't envy. They be coming across falling apart. My sciatic. If you don't get the <laughs> fuck out my face. You have a supplement that'll make me taller. Oh, meanwhile, all the women asking is like, hey, is is this salad like actually good? Because right. the dressing is, might be too much. Because they have actually done some research. And, and that's about it. Know. It's like a small, yo, nudge me in the right direction. Yeah. I got the rest. The I, dude be like, son, my you. ankle. <laughs> Help me, nigga. He's like, I sprained this when I was 17, right? I'm like, bro, I'm not your doctor. <laughs> I know. I'm not going to the doctor, Andre. Just give me a supplement. Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck? I can't do nothing. I got nothing for you. I had bro. a feeling that that was true. I was like, I bet you boy comedians always come they up do, to him like, they do how do I shit. take my shirt off in public? But also, these fuck. <laughs> you, you're I scaring remember. me when you pick up shit. You know? <laughs> you, I want the camera to roll back and show them the fear I just felt when you picked that thing up because she did it's jump. not. <laughs> it's not yo and it's crazy because i know that you're not gonna hurt me you're my, oh, you're my friend but i know that you don't know your own strength <laughs> that's funny she's low i was God. like what are you about to, he's about to flip this whole room he's gonna flip this whole room nah i just remembered like when i was just starting out i used to get roasted by only the guy comment. Oh, yeah, because they hated you, I'm sure. No girl comments was roasting me. They no. Just, they didn't even pay attention. Either they didn't pay attention, yeah. didn't see me, or was like, hey, nice shoulders. Kept it moving. It was yeah. one of the three. Dudes? Mm. Like, this nigga eating apples, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking Banana bitch eating apples. Drinking water. You going to the parade eating apples? Homo. It was, that was it. <laughs> That was it on a regular basis every day. I kind of like it though. And then I, I saw the same fat asses wearing sweatsuits and and all kind of garbage. You know, you know these be trying to wear the sweat. Yes. Say they wear the garbage bag. Oh shit. yeah, try to get themselves a like, sweat. If you don't get your little tubby ass. And you're like, that's not what I told you to do. When that's you not came gonna work, there, dummy. You asked me about the sciatica. I told you what you needed to do. Oh well. Um, I want to talk about um a car ride that we took. Hell yeah. Which what, one? You don't know which one I'm about to talk about. The one where I ain't had no license? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that one. Fuck, was I nervous. So Andre picks me up. He's my opener. We're going on the road. We need to drive like two hours to like some out of, outside of Philadelphia <coughs> location. We get in the car from his house and traffic is terrible. Yep. According to the maps, we're going to be like 45 to an hour late for this show, yeah. which is not acceptable for two black comedians traveling mm-hmm. to Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. hoping to get paid. So Real we sure. decide to keep going. Like mm-hmm. we're just going to drive. I tell him, hey, let's just drive and stay calm. Something he's never heard of. <laughs> so then, within maybe 20 minutes, Andre realizes he doesn't have his uh, license, he doesn't have his wallet, he doesn't even have any money if we need gas. And he's like, oh, what should we do? And I'm like, well, we should keep moving forward because we Yo. can't turn back now and we have to stay calm and keep going. And and then Andre proceeds to stress eat the healthiest snacks I've ever seen. <laughs> I really, For I the next 40 eat. minutes, this man, it was like watching a cartoon character like, a magician pulling stuff out of a hat. You were like, here's another banana. Here's some <laughs> granola. Here's a, another banana. Here's an orange. I, every time no. I turned around, he's driving a car and eating, peeling a new fruit. And then by the third <sighs> banana, he looks to me like, you're not worried? Yo. You're not stressed? I was like, um, I mean, I am. I am worried. Obviously, there's a predicament that's happening to both of us, but I tend to 
stay calm and try to stay rational. <sighs> and I feel like we, you almost were gonna like, like Fred Flintstone that car. I thought Yo, you were gonna push through the end. I and just pedal us. When you said he needs to stay calm, anybody who knows me, to, not even deeply well, just know me enough, knows. Yeah. He needs to stay calm. I be, it's not, I'm nervous. Yeah. I can't sit. I start thinking about yeah. every single fucking variation of, you remember the, the, the Dr. Strange nigga when you saw blinking and he was like, think, he was like, yo, I calculated every possible. And now I'm enraged. I, I'm like, yes. I've thought of every way this shit could go left. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta stop now. You have a temper. I'd be, fr- I'm terrified. I'm but I also think like, that's part of being an artist in that we feel our feelings fully. Jeez Louise. You know, like when you are, when you're anxious, you're very anxious. You know, when anxious. you're angry, you're very angry. You know, that's, that's pretty true. When you're happy, it's annoying. Everybody that's hates it. That's pretty true. You won't shut up about it. That's pretty true. You know, true. so I think, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a bit of a natural thing. But, but you still, some people are still more calm even on that spectrum. That's true. And I also think it's like certain people have to identify what makes them calm. And in that same scenario, I don't know if you remember me saying this because you were like almost hulking Freaking out. out. Yeah. You're about to be Hulk, black Hulk in the car. <laughs> I said to you, one of the reasons I'm so calm right now is because I'm helping you. Because mm. you are so anxious and I'm recognizing that it would be good energy for me to spend helping you. And that that service makes me very calm. That's good. So it makes me very calm to be like, hey, let me help you to a certain extent. I don't want you mm. freaking out all the time. Please don't throw anything at me. Um, <laughs> but no. So I saw that you were tweeting about um, Jonathan Majors. And Sheesh. I know that's really, really hard to watch um, another talented black artist. Um, have their world kind of crumble. And if, you, if you're if you not aware, Jonathan has had some controversy and recently got dropped by his management. And we know enough from being on the inside that if your management and your PR, mm-hmm. who have a vested interest in making millions and millions upon millions of dollars in, with you in prime time franchises, yeah. decide to step away, then they've done their due diligence and have decided that they can't spin it. Yeah. Something they found... Some shit is too much. Too much for them to even have... Uh, an insurance policy on it, you know, because yeah, that's really yeah. what it is, you yeah, know. Yeah. But I think that's a lesson in controlling your temper. Absolutely, fuck. I got lessons in controlling my temper way earlier and way heavier than that. Yeah. The truth that, like, I had brothers, they not here no more, mm. and one you don't know where he at, mm-hmm. and then friends not here no more, and then, like it's just literally like on some shit where you go. This is what happens. Anybody that, that has, if you've been in a fight, you got into a couple or whatever, yeah. or if you even consider yourself a tough guy. Yeah. Somebody's tougher, bro. Somebody has more reckless. Somebody you don't care de- deeper than you. Has nothing more to lose than you ever thought. It's And then also, even, even past that, get fighting hurt. <laughs> even if you're good at it. They hit you sometimes. Even if you're good at it, the shit still hurt. Mm. You're human. You got pain receptors all over this. It's painful. Yeah. So it's just like, it's not cool. It don't feel good. It don't let you last long. It's going to fuck your money up. It's, It's like, I can't find a benefit. The only way this could work for me is if I was 
If I went down another path that I had once upon a time believed I was going, where I was going to be a professional fighter, mm. I went to go get the test and everything. Like, what is the so, test? Um, what they test you for? They make you do a physical, so oh, you can okay. test if you like. You can pass. Like if you can handle standard. maybe being rocked around. A Legitimately, bit. there's yeah. a certain standard of like here's the baseline numbers for each thing. Mm-hmm. You got to pass these numbers. You're in. You're good. One of them I didn't pass, and that's—I swear to God—that probably is the only. Was it the was. temper one? No, nah, oh. it was like at the time. <laughs> at the they time, were like, I well, had, we told Andre we didn't have any more bananas, and <laughs> yeah, it was something where it was like, yo, we don't like this number on his uh, sheet, so we we're like, he can't pass the physical, yeah. so I couldn't compete boxing at the time, and that like shut it down, mm. and I'd probably be a different life. When you think about like all of the young guys that you grew <clears> up with people you were related to even, mm-hmm. who had drastically different pasts than you. Do you think it comes down to, like, your household? Do you think it comes down to, like, you and your mom? No, I give mad credit to my family, mom, like, all of that. Like, for sure, for sure. Like, yeah. uh, even even when you think about something as simple as this, like, I, I started stand-up at 18, fresh out of high school. I'm still going to community college and shit, but I'm doing stand-up at night and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just continued doing that. Although I was working to support the household and pay money, you know, rent and shit and bills with these part-time gigs or whatever and whatever money I was earning. Yeah. It still could have been harder. Mm. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, what if my mom was like, yo, get out. Yeah. <laughs> just simple. Just a small. Your big ass eats too much. A small thing of, well, you know, you 25. Out on your own. You 25. You big as fuck. Hit it, nigga. Bye. But, but I think that's also a sign that she knew that you had a better chance if but that's you what had I'm a safe space and weren't being even, forced out. It don't even matter where it came from. The mm-hmm. fact that they gave me that is still yeah. something. You know what I mean? Like, there was. Some, I remember the shit talking about the first time I went to LA for comedy. Mm hmm. I went out there for a stand-up NBC. They stand up NBC flew me out, paid for the hotel and all that. But they don't give you no. They don't no, give no, you no. Pocket you gotta take care. You gotta take care of yourself to go yeah. eat food. No, they don't want you to eat. <laughs> they already like nigga. I put you they on a plane you to be so in, a air, in a fucking in a hotel. Yeah. So I'm out there, flat broke, like literally sister and mom. If they didn't kick in a couple dollars, mm-hmm. I was gonna be hungry. Yeah. Out here trying to tell jokes. Yeah. So, like, now when the shit spin and a couple things hit, and now I can finally got some food to eat, I still give them credit because it's like the thing that I got to get to this part, had I tripped, I wasn't going to get there, yo. Mm-hmm. So, it's like a lot of that shit, I really give credit. Like, you know, like, I think had it been different if I was raised with my brothers and not my sisters. Yeah. I might not, because none of my brothers are somebody you could just call up on the phone today. Yeah, and get you know some support I mean? like, or get even like a, nah, a, a light one conversation. Is, one is on the other side of, yeah. you know, right. and another one we don't know. Right. So it's like, I could have had a different lifestyle if I wasn't getting the type of love I was getting. Mm-hmm. So like, I give them mad credit. Yo. I really, she would have been different. Yeah, well, we love giving ladies she, credit. She would have been mad different, yo. Family definitely makes a difference with, like, the direction I could have went. Like, my mom's put me in a, um, a troubled youth program at this church. How old were you? I was in junior high. Okay. Junior high, and I think... And you were getting, like, in, like, you were getting into, like, little little stuff, like a little annoying trouble, and she nah, decided... no annoying trouble. I, didn't, I wasn't mischievous. Mm. I was quiet, didn't say nothing, but the second the kid 
brushed past me. I was like, oh, I couldn't wait to hit somebody. You were like, here we go again. Yeah, it's just like that Why was isn't my the problem. School bigger. That was my problem. It was like <laughs> I would, I wouldn't start any fights or anything, but I wasn't playful either. So that like, you, mm. you smack my book into on the floor. I'm not like, oh, let me just get my book and we call it a day. Yeah. I'm trying to do something now. Yeah. And then you got to call moms and security. What kind of and, what kind of stuff did they make you do at that program? The program was wild. I remember one time we had the the retreat. They called it something brothers retreat or some shit. Everybody loaded up on this bus. They drove us a couple hours up into the woods, mountains and shit. And then get off the bus and they start on some full on scared straight shit. Oh no. Like dead ass. Oh. Let's go, let's go. Like get the fuck off. Get your shit. Get and they running on the bus and Oh my gosh. We go into these little like huts. You know like a I forgot what you would call them. There's like a campsite shit. Yeah. But like, you know, cabins. Cabins. <laughs> it's cabins with like bunk beds and all of that shit. Yeah. Get in there and they slamming the doors. And Very then dramatic. that same night we mm. arrive, they come back at like one, two in the morning. Get up, get up, get, knocking on all the doors. Get up, get up, get up. It's raining outside. They have everybody come outside. No fucking umbrella, nothing. In your little stupid drawers or whatever. No. Push ups now what? in the rain. <laughs> Niggas is crying. <laughs> People. Where was it? Where was we it? Was, I don't know if it was like... Upstate New York something? It was definitely East Coast shit. It mm-hmm. took like two, three hours to drive up on mm-hmm. one bus. Mm-hmm. I remember niggas was getting robbed on the bus. This one kid got robbed for his PlayStation. Because it's a, a whole bus full of bad kids? He got robbed for a PSP. On, on, the, <laughs> on way, the bus going On the up. way to the place where they're teaching you not to rob. The, but it was like one of them situations. It was, it was this one kid. It was He deboed him. It was kind of like this where it's like some of the kids in there, most of them was in there for like... Yo, we some bad. We 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 yeah. active. But like, other ones were like the community or the legitimately family. like their parents was like, oh, he his needs dad. to experience more. Yeah, he doesn't have a, a, a father figure at home. Isn't mm. this a good place for a boy? He's like, I'm gonna get eaten alive. He's like, like he's, he's like, they took my shoes. Legitimately, like some people wasn't, and I was one of them. Yeah, I was not on the side of the kids of that was like, yeah, I'm tough. I'm active. I was like, oh my god, these niggas is gonna try to kill me. And so, like, so they had you guys doing physical. Yo, and like for real. It, was it mostly that? Yeah, and then one another day, they had this shit called some some type of hike. So we go up this this mountain thing, and at the top is like a flat surface with look like a little ring. Mm-hmm. The flat surface had it's roped off, and this dude I'll never forget his name, Brother Mutu. He goes up and goes, "If you think you tough, pick that man out now and fight." He's like, I seen you talking shit all year. This one. They trying to do like, Fight Club? Like, he was like, you tough? They trying to do today. Fight Club with kids? He was like, you want to be a gangster? Let's see it right now. Well, that would scare me straight. And I a lot of you. kids would be like, some would be like, uh. Yeah. And some would fold, and then some would be like, even... I was fucking waiting, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> some was like. Live free. Yeah, some was like, I couldn't wait. All I wanted to do was kill this nigga. And then other ones was like, please, please stop. They were like, all I needed was permission. It was, it was, I'll never forget that shit, yo. How long were we there? Do you remember? Uh, I think I did it for like two years. Wow. I think I did it for like two, two and a half years or some shit. It didn't make me like, I was never into the streets, so I didn't get scared straight. I was straight. <laughs> if if, if they anything, were like, well, what are you here for? You were like, growth. <laughs> Legitimately, I got better at fighting because of that. Yeah, I mean, with these fucking wolves robbing niggas at 
the place <laughs> in church. In church. Yeah. The first time I got a knife pulled on me in the fucking bathroom was in that program in church. Mm. I'm peeing. A nigga put a knife on my neck. I'm like, oh my goodness, this not. That's I don't, what did he want? Did he even want? I don't. To scare you. He just, definitely yeah. wanted to scare me because after I was like flinched up and everything, yeah. and I completely bitched up. He was like, yeah, yeah pussy. Yeah. Well, and I, was I, like, I will <sighs> say that <sighs> I've done, you know, some therapy and I've worked on my anger good and times, good times <laughs> <laughs> mr mutu i've done some therapy i've worked on my anger and i honestly don't get angry often mm-hmm. i have found that for me the thing that really i think really really gets me going is 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 things related to entertainment and related to the industry that I can't change, you know, mm. as a whole. Like, I can't make certain spaces more comfortable. I can't make people act a certain way. I can't make people um, treat me a certain way, you know. And that, for me, is very triggering because I don't care about nothing like I care about comedy, you know. Mm. Any job I ever had before, if somebody pissed me off, if I didn't like the energy there, I would just leave. Mm-hmm. And I treat, I treat a lot of my relationships like that. Like, in my life, if I don't like a friendship or something like that, I'll just leave or I'll change it. I'll make it fit. But in comedy, you know, it's this constant, like, you can't change everybody. It is what it is. So mm-hmm. I have a few techniques that I use um, when I get angry in comedy. And I mm-hmm. want to run them by you. And, and you tell me if you think this will work for you. Right. Um, one is called the gray method. And that's when somebody's saying something disrespectful to you or wilding out at you and you give them nothing. Meaning you don't feed into their energy right. and you show them that they are so big and so boisterous, which is just a terrible feeling to be yeah. wilding out on somebody and they're not wilding out. Like it just does something internally for your yeah, human yeah. and shuts that down. You think you could handle that going gray? Yeah, going gray is that's easy. I don't believe you. Okay, next one. <laughs> I don't believe you. Next one. I think you'll like this one. Um, if I'm really angry, I'll just say what they said at me. I'll just say it back. Mm. So, like, if you say, like, um, Hot Pocket. Hot Pocket? Hot Pocket over here. Mm. It's harsh, right? Yeah. When you say something that you think is cool mm-hmm. and somebody says it back at you and they make they mock you even just a little bit. A little bit. Or even don't mock you. They say it the same way. Hot Pocket. You kind of start doubting it. You start, you're like, why does it sound like that? That I sound mm. like that? Yo, you think you could do that? I'll we'll call that down. I thought you would like that one. It's like work. Okay, uh, and this last one, which I really think you're going to like, mm-hmm. is that when someone says something angering or disrespectful to me, I... Uppercut them. No, not right. I laugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Giggles. I knew, I knew that was coming. That's How what I was saying. Know? How did you know? I knew that was coming. I mean, in my life, when people have really like come to me with anger about mm-hmm. something, 98% of the time has been pretty funny to me. That is funny. Because I, even as much as a few weeks ago, I had a comic say to me, Chanel, do you like me? And I said, not right now. <laughs> right now. Not right, right now. Right now, I fucking hate you. Because you would even say something like this in like mixed right company now. on the street with everybody that you would even invite that type of energy. Yeah, I hate you. You seem like a buzzkill. Yeah, That's for sure. Funny. You know, but also, right but also it made me laugh, which I think made him more angry. Um, so those are my three those methods. Are good. Those are you good. like those? Yeah. Okay, nice. I'm going to add the uppercut, but I'm going to. I mean, what's something that I've, I don't get into, I don't feel, I feel like. Not anymore. Not in comedy. I found that only in like. I only want to hurt niggas in comedy. No, I haven't had anybody in comedy And you know, people, I don't know if you know this, but people have asked me, like not as much anymore, but they've asked me if I'm related to Muhammad Ali. 
Oh, people, really? When I first started in New York, people used to ask me that all the time. That's which, nice. first of all, I think is very racist because Ali is like an insanely popular last name, that's especially true. in the Middle East where my mom is from and that's her name. But second of all, if I was related to Muhammad Ali, wouldn't I be punching comedians all the time? Wouldn't I be not here talking I to your bum not, ass? I would be booked <laughs> on every show because people would be so afraid. I would be knocking comedians out left and right. Yeah, I mean, that's the other thing, too. Like, I've thought, like, there's moments where, like, comics, like, it's not a, I don't see this guy around. One time a dude was like being a little crazy. Mm -hmm. I had an open mic. He was standing behind me. The mic is packed. It's at the creek in the cave. Mm -hmm. Mic packed. And he's standing behind me. He goes, he taps me on my arm. He goes, yo, move. Like, like I'm trying to see. Yeah. You like, in the way. We all in this, this garage. Together. The garage shit. So I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm like, bro, it's packed. Like, what you want me? Where you want me to go? Right. So I'm chilling. So I'm like, this nigga bugging. You know, you try to blow something more. Right. You're like, oh, this nigga bugging, bro. <laughs> yeah. Move. This is crazy and shit. Yeah. But he's sitting there thinking right? about the hot three minutes that he has. And then in there, in there is packed. You remember this shit. Yes. It's shoulder to shoulder. And he used to get hot. It's hot. It's, there's no move. Yeah. This guy. Double taps me on my cheeks. I felt the cheek tap move. And I looked at him and like I felt like. You went back to I that camp. I felt red. You went back to, to that camp where they took you out. Oh they said, my, Are you ready to It started to, to emit my body. Like, <laughs> and I, I, and just literally, I'm looking at this. I'm like, see, I'm staring into this nigga's spirit. And then he, I get the call. Yeah. Name out the bucket. Patrick calls. Andre, don't. And then. I you go were like, on, Ooh. dead silent. And I go, bro, the reason nothing's happening is because I truly care about my career. Mm. If I didn't want this as bad as I wanted to hurt you, yeah. you have no fucking somebody, clue. Somebody didn't save your life right now by calling ah, my name. I, wanna, I want this more than I want to do something dumb. I also saw that you uh, want to get a weighted blanket. I did buy a weighted you blanket. You did already? Yeah, I bought a weighted blanket. That how, bitch how much heavy. does it weigh? Uh, 30. It's not, I got. I housed it for a friend once and I tried her weighted blanket. I was really hype about it. And then, like, in the middle of the night, I had to get up and use my inhaler. And I was like, what was that? Oh, it's the blanket. It's yeah. too. <laughs> I was like, yeah. man, I've been really struggling to breathe. I was like, I was like, dang, I don't think I could do weighted blankets because it really had me like I could not it's, catch my breath. It's like, so you, I, have you tried it? Yeah, I bought it. I uh, fucking use it as a blanket. I mean, I put no thought. It, I put no thought into this blanket. You just bought whatever weighted blanket. I heard came weighted blanket, better sleep, REM, yeah. or whatever. I'm like, so you, All have, right. you don't know yet to have like some data on it. If you it's got better. No damn data. You're like, I'm warm. Yeah, I'm like, I slept. I know I slept. <laughs> You're like, I woke up. <laughs> I know I slept. I did it. Um. You are driving. <laughs> I want to. Are you still a comedian with a car? Yes. Okay. Because I, I also I saw you drive. tweet about like having car tr car trouble. Oh yeah. Um, my little Honda. Have you taken the train recently? I took the train today and twice. The, and were they nice to you? Anyone sit next to me? Were they nice to you on the train? Uh, here's the thing with trains. I, th I think it's like a little train etiquette. Um, you get in. I don't touch nothing. I keep my hands. <laughs> You know what I mean? You don't bump into people. You didn't feel them. I try to like, I want to like fucking go into the wall. Like I want to disappear yeah. and then come out on my stop. Yeah. I don't, I'm trying not to make contact with nobody. Yeah. You're a little, wanna, you're pretty intimidating. I could see that people. But that's the thing. No, I'll be trying to walk away from them. From, you're like, <laughs> you're like, looking intimidating. Me. They're like, excuse me. 
like, this nigga's scary. I'm leaving. <laughs> uh, I'm intimidating. Y'all intimidating. Your fucking eyes don't be blinking and shit. <laughs> There's people all, yeah. I, I see somebody that look a little sketch. I'm like, I'm not sitting here. I'm going way the fuck down there, change my car, all that. Um, one of the last things I want to ask you about is um, I always I talk about this idea of feeling taller. Mm. Like sometimes when I accomplish something big, somebody say to me, hey, I just saw you in the CW. How do you feel about it? I'm like, oh, yo, I feel like 5'7 today. <laughs> I thought you were going to say I'm a big real- ass number, like 10 feet tall. <laughs> I, I'm realistic. No, I feel like a, a whole inch. I a grew A whole inch taller. 5'7 out here. 5'7. You that's know, work. what makes you feel tall? What makes me feel tall? Damn, that's a fucked up question. Cause <laughs> <laughs> you, no, you talk. Come yeah, on. that's what I'm saying. It's like for a I comedian, think, especially. <laughs> I think I've like I'm at the baseline of tall. I'm not crazy mm. tall. I'm at the entry market. No, but what in your life makes you feel like? Because I I feel that way when I have you know. All right, you spoke about trains, right? Yeah. The the one thing I would always think about is when I get on the packed train mm-hmm. and I can still see over everybody's heads for the most part. <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, this kind of funny. <laughs> Just mad little head tops. <laughs> it's all diverse because I'm in New York. Just Dang. diverse head tops. That's just, a whole different world up there. You know, bald hair, weave, <laughs> just braids. Train spot, to train. You know, a little baseball this is, cap. This is a, I mean, even that is enough for, I feel like, us to start a GoFundMe to get you back in your car. Because it, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> this is the shit. The city done fucked up driving. That's the yeah. shit. It's just that certain times of day, it doesn't, it's not feasible. Oh, yeah, absolutely. To drive I've and missed. not be, and you know how I'm high strung. Yeah. So I'm going to be stressed about my car it's the entire fucking time. It's not good for it. Am I getting a ticket right now? They yeah. towing my shit. Yeah. Like, that's always going through my head if I come around a weird time. Or you got to pay $80 to park your shit. I feel like having a kid in New York is reminiscent of, like, having a baby. You wake up in the middle of the day. Is it, is it okay? I'm, yo, for Does real. somebody take it? You for know, real? It's, I have it's to have stressful. apps on my phone so I can keep track oh, of the yeah. car and when to move the motherfucker. Yeah. When to, it's just, like, that part of having a car. I kind of want a motorcycle. I won't go sign that decision. Uh, anybody I ever talk to and even make eye contact with yeah. tells me no vehemently. It's really dangerous. No, but there's you know, so there's like cool no covering for your and, body. And, <laughs> and really good on gas. So good on gas. I would like to see your motorcycle and raise you a pink moped. I'm not against the moped action. Yo. I'm talking but like something on. that doesn't go more than like 32 for you. But and even that. So we want to talk about the motorcycle. I'm talking about usually the ones I look at is a Honda 250 or 350, okay. which is a small engine. Them yeah. shit's top speed is like 70 miles an hour. Yeah. They're, That's a little too much, I think, for you. But but the mopeds yes. also yeah. top out at like 65. Oh, usually. really? We're going to get you a little kid one. So that's what I'm saying. It's not yeah. even that far of a difference. I, I want one that's really low to the ground for you. I want you to look like Bowser. <laughs> I want to get you a little vest that has spikes. Even speaking about that, I, I like um, that made me think of uh, go karts. Yeah, I abs- there's certain things that's like I guess I don't know how you amusement park type of mm-hmm, things. Mm-hmm. Go kart top five. That's you're always gonna get in line for some go karts. Go karts. I'm in. You're I'm like in I'm, for I'm pushing go-karts. kids out the way. I'm f- I'm in bumper cars too. Bumper cars is lit. Just driving without I, I, rules. Oh yes, that's no, fun. I always get the broken like car though. Always. You always get the broken car. Yeah. You gotta look. The shit. No. Bumper cars is even, different from go Even go-kart. if I check it and they're like, "No, you're good." Like halfway through the experience, my shit always is broke. How do you feel about paintball? 
I love paintball, but the, uh, you're a good person. When I did get hit by a paintball, um, come on, I'm just up. saying. You made I'm just for saying. this. And I saw a guy th- that day. One of my friends shot my other friend in his neck, and then he immediately vomited. And was I was he like, close. Uh, I don't know, like twelve feet, pretty close. But that's the thing, though. They tell you from yeah. Like, that, it was th- like more like a funny thing. Like yeah, a funny you boy didn't thing. try to assassinate your you know, fucking you, friend. The, the boys do that. It's funny. I don't be doing that shit. The boys do that. It's funny. We try to kill each other. I don't be trying to shoot nobody in That's the neck. That's a boy thing. Look it up. Boys do, yeah. we do dumb hey, shit. Hey, wouldn't it be funny if we, well, we all kill each other? <laughs> so, funny, so funny if I had to call your mom tell you died. <laughs> you vomited first. It's, that's true, but I don't be pressing them type of... Yeah, there's certain either. games like I'll watch, you know, the fucking ridiculousness and type of yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll see certain things and I'm like, that couldn't fly with none of my friends. I couldn't yeah. do... Somebody's sleeping and you start drawing dicks on his face. Mm-hmm. I couldn't I imagine. Even, what the I don't fuck. trust a lot of things that people trust, like snakes. Any any animal that you can't really tell when they're mad, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> like you think the snake is just animals up. without emotion. He's trying to he's trying to kill you right now. He's too small, so he can't. But he's cold trying blooded. To. Yeah, this is my little garden snake. Is it funny how he looks around my fingers? He's trying to cut. <laughs> he's trying to get that circulation. <laughs> I would I would have if I was to pick a reptile. I think an iguana would fit me better than a snake. Because mm. iguanas are reptiles, they cold blooded, but they mad like relaxed. They're like a dinosaur. They be just like. chilling. And They're shit. like little dinosaurs. They put their little hand on their face. I kind of was <laughs> like a sugar glider. Oh, that's Those the shit that cute. Matt had. Yeah, and they jump off and they like fly, but I don't know like how how nasty their poop is. I imagine it's got to be gross. Why? Like, it's too small to have. Yeah, but crazy. they but they seem like the type that would like poop whenever. Oh, 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 mid-flight. Or, or in their bed, you know, like they not, you know. Mid-flight. I don't know. I, don't, I haven't Googled them. I don't want to talk shit about any sugar guiders if y'all are listening. The sugar guider community. You know. Um, okay, the SGC. last thing we're going to do before you tell everybody where to follow you and where to find you oh, is that I like to play a game called I'm Good Right Here. But I don't even know if that's what the game is called. I think I, I name it something different every episode. But oh, the yeah. rules are that we're going to pretend like I'm passing you a drink oh, yeah. or a smoke. And you are already at a point in your night where you know... I'm good. Enough is enough. Mm-hmm. And so the goal of the game is to give me a different response every time that other people can use mm. um, if they find themselves in that position, okay? That, okay. And to be creative, okay. Okay. okay? okay. So I'll give you a second if you want to think. No, no, no. Let me, it's no, fun, it's fun to play it. Okay, so you, you'll go first. You pass me um, a proverbial um, Mad Dog 2020, and I will decide that it's okay. All right. Ah. Uh, Dang, you know I would, but I just started taking this creatine supplement, mm. and I don't even know how that would mix with my my blood. Damn, yo, uh, you got really excited about that. Only idea. reason is because Why? like bills don't even they don't you, even. That's at the point of the game, Andre. It's not supposed to make sense. You're okay. making an excuse. I'm like, damn, he's that like, wouldn't... he's like, creatine and weed go great together. Like, I'm like, that wouldn't that stop. <laughs> He's like, are you trying to get a dumpy or not? You're not going to feel the muscle fatigue. You'll be You're gonna good. You'll <laughs> <Don't> be good. <laughs> okay, you all right, ready? All right, I'm ready. I'm ready. Hey, yo, I got this crazy liqueur. It's insane. It's got to be fucked up. You want some? Ooh, I'm going to go to sleep if I drink that. I'm not even cut out for that right there. Oh, I'm a lightweight, yo, so, you know. You want me to be fun? Now, see, now, kids, now, that's a really powerful lesson because if you pass out, ain't nobody moving you. You know what I'm saying? You know? What you got to do... I think when they offer you something, yeah, you got to make you not fun. <laughs> you don't gotta, don't turn it down. Warn, you got to warn them. You like, like, oh, do also, it. I can't even handle that. You too much for me. You're like, I'm gonna do it, but who's Who gonna party clean it animal? Up? Who's gonna clean it up? You got to make yourself not fun. That's a good. That's a good plan. Okay, let's do one more round. I, I, uh, I, you I, you pass it to me first. You no. pass it to me. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what? I would do that. I would mm-hmm. totally do it, but it's giving me flashbacks to when I went to this like mm. women's improvement camp when I was young, and they made mm. us fight each other. And you know what? All the kids who wanted to fight were doing drugs. Damn. So, in respect for the kids that got beat up, I just don't. I don't even do that anymore. That's mm. not even my thing. But you know what, though? I do have some Everclear here that I mix with a Ooh. little bit of, uh, you know, <laughs> DMT. And Ooh. I would Ooh. love it if you tried it, because we're all doing it. Uh. We're all doing it. I got to drive, though. So, you know, if I had took, like, a train or something, uh, but I have a vehicle, so, you know what I mean? I can't DMT and drive. Word. You know what I'm saying? Fuck around and drive into, like, a tree thinking it's home or something. I don't know. No. It's dangerous. It's no good. Because then maybe your, man, your management might drop you. You know what I'm saying? All types of things could happen in your life. Uh, yo, that, this Jonathan... Mm. Yeah, I don't want to get into it too much. He was no. just about to become the guy. <laughs> he was just about, but you got to right let that be a lesson to you. If you have a lot of skill and a lot of <sighs> things that you're trying to pursue in your life in front of the public eye, do not think that your skeletons will never come out because they do. It's not even a skeleton that from it wasn't some old shit. You don't he know. did it in the moment. You don't know. Oh, you're saying I, but I, that if, what was, I know and what we know from being entertainers is that a PR agency, it's their job. To stack everything against you so that you can fight for your reputation and your name, right? So if he had a little incident a few weeks ago, and for the last few weeks, this PR agency has been digging up to find Mm. information about it, digging up to find anything that anybody else is going to report about him, digging up what he could say to justify it, and they have determined they don't want to be a part of it, then it's deeper than that. It's deeper than what little thing he maybe did. It's got to be... Significant. You've been punching motherfuckers for years. Because what what studio exec do you know has such a good heart that they would drop a person because they think they're bad, or they'll drop a person because they think they're bad for business? Mm-hmm. And that's the lesson I, I did see learn. this shit. Like once the thing came out, I started seeing all of these like different accounts about how certain directors or whatever was like, oh, he was very aggressive. I was like. Mm. None of that. I've never seen none of that stuff until the incident. No, me either. It's, I don't know. It's just he was like fucking. Close, I ain't never yeah. seen a motherfucker so visibly close to. About to be the star. You got it. Yeah. You got everything. Every, yeah. You got all of it. You're in every movie, every commercial, every mm-hmm. magazine, every Instagram post, every TikTok. Everybody knows your nose. This yo, he's everywhere, and then. Boom. <laughs> So let that be a lesson to you. Stay away from white women. I knew you were going to say that. You knew I was going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. That's just How you knew I wasn't going to say that? The nigga had it in the picture. It's a reasonable thing to say in If you're on Instagram, you're going to say that. It's very significant. But still, more so than that, keep your temper in check and use your methods when it was a temper issue for him we don't know we don't know but if he made bad decisions he probably didn't have his attitude in check and i think that's a good here's what you do to everybody when you feel like y'all might lose it right now evacuate just leave the second you feel like i want to hit this don't finish the sentence leave i have made always make abrupt irish exits i've made people very uncomfortable by me just deciding to pivot out of a conversation. Don't say nothing Literally, to nobody. You know, I sometimes feel like I do it in a very autistic way where I'll be talking to somebody and I don't like it and I'll be like, 
okay, bye. That's fine. And then I just get up. It's perfect. And then I just go out of their lives. Fucking. And, and also, the more successful you are, the better you are at these random abrupt And they should respect exits. it. And they should respect it. How many times have I said to somebody, hey, I got to go tape a podcast. I got to go. Because, <laughs> like, think about it like this, right? Say you super broke. You start thinking about how I'm going to get home, how I'm going to do this, how I'm going to... When you got a little bit of money, you could be like, I'm leaving right now. Call, mm. I'm, call, I'm getting out of this Uber and I'm going to call another one. Yeah. And th- that shit will be here in two minutes. If, if anything, fight hard to get money so that you don't have to ever sit somewhere you don't want to sit. Fight so hard like, for that. Don't keep that shit under checks. Be, leave. Tell everybody where they can find you and what you got coming up. She. I was I was gonna see like how long I could hold it. That's, that's very annoying. But that's you was late today. Um, <laughs> so hey, you can find me um, if you type Andre D Thompson on um, Al Gore's internet. Uh, I I should pop up on on one of them pages. You know what I'm saying? And then you go right ahead and be like, "Yerp," and I'll be like, "Hey, um, what I got coming up? There's gonna be shows and shit. You know." I'm being a play, so it's gonna be that. Uh, the, the 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 play is called Race Movie. The play, Race. Race the play, the movie, the yes. play or the movie. And if you type Andre D. Thompson on Al Gore's <laughs> internet, it'll <laughs> give you a lot more answers than I'm capable of currently giving. I'm drinking coffee out of a pomegranate juice box, so that's where my life going. You feel me? Have a good day, people. Stay blessed. Andre D. Thompson, ladies and gentlemen, follow him (laughs) on all of the socials. I am Chanel Ali. This is the Girls Guide podcast. It's been a wild ride, but we've—I think we haven't really destroyed the studio. So, thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Girls Guide. Also, tune in to me on the Great American Joke Off on the CW Fridays at nine thirty. Watch it. It's me and British comedians paneling. I'm doing it for the Yanks. Tune in. On the WD.